We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So I think you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Hey everybody. Value Add with K&K, Crystal Kenny here. Just want to say thank you so much for the support, for listening, um, the comments, everything. Keep it up. We'll keep going as long as we can. And if you like what you're listening to, like what you're watching, uh, tell your friends about it, leave us a review, maybe even give us five stars. We love those. That's how we can grow and continue to bring you guys value and spread the word. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. If you don't know who I am, you should. My name is Crystal Moore, and aside from being the host of this podcast, I am also the broker and owner of Pacific Shore Capital, where we will get you the best commercial or multifamily loan out there. And if you don't know me, I'm the other K, not the best K. I'm just the tallest K K and the loudest K, (laughs) and I'm a co-host with my wife, Crystal Moore. And if you don't know what I do, well, I'm gonna tell you. I do residential financing one to four units, and yes, you're talking to the baddest lenders in town. And Crystal, today, who do we have on the podcast? We have Chase Cromwell. He is a real estate agent at Berkshire Hathaway. Ooh, tough to say. He's been an agent for about five years. He's going to sell about 50 homes this year, which is pretty fabulous. He's been in the business about five years, I think, so. And guys, on top of five years in the business, selling 50 homes, if you live in Alpine and you've never seen this guy, well, guess what? You might think you drove by a sign and saw doon, 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 chicka, doon, doon. That's right. He's not Vanilla Ice. He just kind of has a hairstyle like him. But on top of that, the craziest thing of all things, because I am a dad, he has five kids. Crystal, five kids. Five kids. Can't even imagine. He's insane. He's also just like a great family man. And he likes to get his hands dirty. I mean, he's the type of realtor that like will build a deck for you if it needs to be built or take something down. He'll haul the shit out of your house. So guys... Listen up, turn the volume up, tune in, and let's meet Chase. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Value Add <laughs> Podcast with K&K. Today, we have Chase Cromwell with Berkshire Hathaway, Berkshire Hathaway, yeah, sure. here with us. Chase, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. What's up, Chase? What's up, man? We are just talking. Chase has, um, I just have to say it quickly, Chase has five kids. <laughs> five. Hallelujah. I have one and um, yeah. Two on the another one on the way, but wow, it's crazy. I know. I gotta ask, how's it being a father of five kids? I freaking love it. You do? Huh? It's so crazy. Yeah, but it keeps me in work mode twenty four seven. My wife's like the hardest worker in the world. So really, yeah, that's what it comes down to. It's honestly, it's just straight work. But it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have help yeah. or? Uh, yeah, we. I mean, our families live here. So, like last night, we went to that real producers event, and her mom came, watched the kids. My mom comes in the morning and takes uh, three of them to school. You know, because my mom, our gym, her gym's right down the street. So, on our way home, she just grabs them, and drops them off. So, yeah, we do have That's a awesome. lot of help. It's it takes a village. It like, takes a village. Yeah, we're lucky. We have both of our parents here too, so they help. But I've been worried about our parents, like with two kids i'm like i don't know they have one are they gonna be able to take care of two or is that too much to ask i don't know we'll figure it out that's minimum for us yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. even when my dad takes the kids i'm like dude he's like i want to take one of the boys I'm like, you got to take all three of them dude you yeah. can't take one goes, yeah all right <laughs> you know what i mean it's a lot yeah. yeah it is a lot how old are they 
Uh, you can't put me on the spot. Eight, seven, five, three, one. Holy smokes. One girl. Like, very he had to think together. about it. He's like, wait a minute. Don't uh, ask me their birthdays either. Uh, I, never <laughs> I, I think that I don't, I wouldn't, ex- you yeah, can't expect a parent to. Cheat, right? yeah, after no. like three, it's like, you can't. No, seriously. And you always have a birthday now, pretty much, right? Every couple months, it seems oh, yeah, like. Yeah, every probably. two months we have a birthday. Yeah. Except, well. Uh, Are they stacked in a month? A lot. Yeah, we've got two August babies, a June baby. A, a December baby. Oh, December. And, no, two September babies, an August baby, a December baby, and a June baby. Okay. Yeah, man. September. So the last half of the year is a busy one. September day. Yeah. yeah. September, because it's like New Year's. I always yeah. say that I'm a September baby. It's like everybody was getting busy on New, New Year's. Year's. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Sometime yeah. around there. So the beginning of the year is pretty slow for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know. It's kind of nice, though. It lets you gear up for the last half of the year. A little bit. Yeah. I know, yeah. We don't have time for anything, so. Yeah, Christmas has got to be crazy in your house. Like, five kids. It's got to be fun now. It's so much fun. This is our first time in an actual house where we could, like, spread out, you know. Yeah. For the last uh, four, four years, we've lived in a 1,000 square feet. All of Whoa. Us. Yeah. Until I built the house that we live in now. Did yeah. you buy the land or Sacrifice. just, had you? did you buy the land, build it, or just tear down a house? or? Yeah, so uh, we bought a house when we were 22. And then we started having kids. Um, it just like pretty shortly after. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. twenty three, she got pregnant. Twenty four, we had her, had our baby, and then uh, we stayed in our first house till two thousand fourteen. Right when we had our third, what happened was I started kind of feeling confined and wanting my kids to have some room. I mean, we had a house with a small yard, so um. I was looking for land. It was right when I got my real estate license. So, of course, I'm like, you know, thinking oh, I could sell whatever and buy whatever I want now. Um, but she went into labor with our third. And uh, I'm like, oh, I got to take you by this property really quick. And uh, before you go to the hospital. Yeah. And she's literally crying. I'm driving down a dirt road. I'm like, I'm. When what you do you get, think, honey? Yeah, oh, my gosh. Seriously. She's The baby's pissed. head's halfway out. She's pissed. She's like, you need to take me to the hospital now. Because we timed the contractions. And they were like every two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. So, uh I drove her. I said, we found this property is uh, almost four acres that had an old horse barn on it. I'm like, when you get home from the hospital, I'm going to sell our house and I'm going to buy this property and convert this barn into a house. And she's like, absolutely not. You're crazy. And uh, uh, I drew it out on a napkin in the hospital after the baby was born. And two weeks later, I listed her house and sold it. So you rebuilt, you built like a barn? Yeah, so the reason why we did it is because after we had our second uh, child, my wife quit her job. And back then I had like three jobs to get by because we had a mortgage when we were young and it took a double income when we bought it. And then when she quit, you know, I had to double up on my work. So at that time I had owned a detail business for like 10 years. Wow. And my dad owned a construction company. So I'd work construction for 10 hours a day and then I'd go clean cars for the rest of the day wow Until but you always knew you wanted to have lots of kids yeah we thought six okay okay yeah we stopped at five wow so you were like gearing up for this already no i mean kind we of. just kind of go with the flow yeah really we do just kind of go with the flow yeah that's why we and always then you're said, like figure like, it out as you go yeah 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 that's how we ended up at where we're at now it's like 
we didn't know we were going to have to sacrifice so much. I mean, we were literally negative 20 bucks in our account for like the two years that we lived there at that house and she didn't have a job. We, yeah. we barely, we were scraping by and I was trying to grow real estate and I was like, how the heck am I going to grow real estate? And I'm working three freaking jobs and having to pay a mortgage that I can barely pay. Yeah. So when I found that property and sold the house, her, uh, my plan was, was to take the equity and turn the barn into a house, you know? And, uh, that's what we did. We lived at her brother's for eight, eight months. Wow. I took my equity, uh, put half of it down. So 90 grand down on, um, the property. And then I took the 50 or 60 grand that I had left, um, to put it into converting the barn and I was short money. So Ugh. I started freaking scavenging, you know, uh, trying to find money. And, uh, my, I borrowed $60,000 from a client I was cleaning cars for. It was a, just a very nice, you know, man yeah. that was well off and, he trusted me and knew I had a work ethic and that I'd pay him back. And I told him, I went to him, I'm like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to finish my house. I'm stuck at my brother-in-law's. I don't, ha-, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. trying to grow my business. And he's like, I'll loan you money. Nice. I'm like, I, he's like, here's 60 grand. Just cut me a check. That's awesome. So then once the barn was done, like our mortgage was 1200 bucks a month. So then I was like, nice, right on. Now I could quit one job and focus on real estate yeah. and hit the ground running. That's what we did. How long did it take you when you started in real estate to get your first deal? Um, that was my first deal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> your second. <laughs> so my first and second deal. My first deal was selling my house. My second was buying the lot. And then okay. after that, yeah, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, eight months. Yeah. That's the hard part. I feel like a lot of people don't make it in real estate because – people don't get it. Like you basically pay to get into this career at first. Like nobody's going to pay you. Sweat equity. Yeah. Like you have to get your real estate license, pay for all that. And then you literally go into work for free until you close something. Yeah. But don't you love that? It's like going into a war zone. I I love it. it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, most people can't make it. She's been doing it since she's 19. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never really had a salary or like a boss or anything like that. And for me, the thing that I love and somebody told me this early on was you can go and get a job and get paid for it, like get a salary or whatever, but that's all you're ever going to do. Yeah. And so if you're willing to take the risk, you can go on commission and you can, there's no limit to the amount of money that you can make. And I'm like, this is what I need, (laughs) you know? So it was honestly, it's like either way, it's the salaries, the drug for you. It is. It's like, you're just, Oh, I just show up and I get this check and you go home and live your life. But the other thing, there's this entrepreneur, right? That's what you are. That's contentment though too. The, the, yeah, but that's this other – I think other, it's more fear This too, other thing you know? is just like the drug's so much better if you want to say it's a drug because there's just – there's ups and downs. But the but it's just – it's it's more of the process and the in the – what am I saying? The timeline or it's the – like the journey. Yeah, the journey. It's really yeah. about the journey of it all, right? Yeah, duh. How long, yeah. So how long have you been in real estate? Though? Only five years. Yeah, five years. So how has the journey been? Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. So after my first sale, I, my first year I sold 10 homes. My second I did 15. My third I did 22. And that was through those three years I had three jobs. I, I was a facilities director for my church, so I did all the repairs and building for the church. Cool. I still owned and operated my detail business. Wow. 
I did side work construction. So I would build decks or paint houses or do stuff like that. And then I was a real estate agent. So four jobs. And so my third year after 20 homes, I mean, you're making decent money. So I quit. And then last year I did 34 homes and this year I'll do 50. So every year I've just like, I've just worked my butt off for a long time, but I really freaking like to work a lot. And real estate is something like you really have to like to work to be in real estate because nobody's going to be there to motivate you but yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can work as little. I mean, how many real estate agents do you know that like do a couple deals a year and it's just a thing, you know, just for fun. So you can do that or you can kill it and get a, you know, a team. Yeah, or if you're you doing 50 multiple. deals, you're working yeah. your butt off. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like this month dealing with 14 escrows in one time, it's like everyone's like, oh, you're making so much money. But it, dude, you have no idea. I want to pull my eyes out, crawl in a hole, and never come yeah. out some, yeah. most of the time. You know, Did you have I mean? a team or just you? Or it's just me. I have an assistant that runs now. This year, uh, she does my marketing. So, like, Smart. she does my Facebook stuff. But you my, do all your transactional stuff. It's, it's every bit of transactional stuff I do. Yeah, and I'm, dude, I'm very hands on. Like, I built a gate yesterday. I was laying pipe today. You came in today. You look like you look like you're a construction worker. Yeah, I spend time. You do what you got to do. Yeah, uh, last yeah, we've had some nightmare deals. Like two weeks ago, I tore down a a deck that was twelve feet off the ground, thirty feet wide by thirty feet long. It was three thousand pounds of wood. I had to tear it down in a day to close escrow. So that's what I did, right? And hauled it off. Wow, that's the type of you know. The, this is what I mean. I don't know anybody else doing that. I know. So. I was gonna say. I think that <laughs> yeah. you're pretty unique. That's a value a, add. Yeah, it's a huge value add. And yeah. everyone keeps telling me there's gonna be time where you can't do that. There won't be because I'll hire somebody to do the other stuff so I could stay doing this because I truly like to help my clients. It. Yeah. I. I'm. Everybody's kind of driven by their job by money, but I also love what I do. And the greatest thing about uh, what I do is actually truly being able to help people. And, you know, sometimes I think uh, showing yourself and going above and beyond to me is just like way greater satisfaction. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Your fifth year selling 50 homes. I mean, that's huge. I mean, I don't care how you're doing it. That's like people are doing this for 20 years. They can't sell, you know, 10 homes a year. So yeah, dude, whatever, whatever you're doing, like whatever anybody's saying, you just keep doing it because you're just growing. And yeah, I don't door knock because I'm covered in tattoos. And if somebody answers the door, they're pretty scared to open it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the truth, dude. I've done it before. Um, You just love tattoos. Yeah, I love it. I do love it. Yeah, I go in once a month. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't care. I'm not just like, obviously, he, you guys can't see he's tatted up, whatever, but you're a super nice guy, so yeah. what does it matter anymore? I'm covered. Like my, I don't think my it matters anymore. torso, my back, my sides, my legs. So that's your, that's your, you're like the artist. That's, that's my your, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say an artist because I'm not really. Yeah. I just like, <laughs> like. You, you just know, like to have art on your tattoos. body. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all, most of them have meaning, so. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean. So how are you getting business then? Uh. It's five years. So when I joined uh, Berkshire, I came under this woman named Sandra Brown. She's like this old school, heavy hitter. Okay. Yeah, she was a she was a big dog back in the day. Okay. And she was like eighty years old, so she was ready to be done. But she was like, she reminded me of my dad. She was hardcore. You know, I I was raised like by strict parenting, and you know what what my dad said I had to do, and that was the right way to to you know, grow your business or do things. And that's how Sandra was with me. She's like, this is like the only way you got, you can do it. 
never take vacations, uh, you know, follow up with your clients. Um, you know, the, the old school postcard deal and, uh, referrals. Like I don't door knock. Everything is referral. So everything that I do comes back around like tenfold. Mm-hmm. So, well, a lot of that, those kind of old school methods do work. We just had, um, my brother-in-law, um, his sister's husband on, and they own like three franchises of RSVP marketing. And the, those are postcards. Yeah. And we were just talking about the fact that like, for a while, we thought that that was going to be dead, right? Like direct mail marketing would be dead because of the internet. But now there's so much noise that like for you to send out a postcard is like a rare thing almost these days. I mail out 5,000 a month. Yeah. So I hit my entire community every month. So you're, 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 are you honed in on a certain place and just like that's your spot and you're just crushing it? Is that what Yeah, you're I kind of look at it as like my hub. And then from there, I get referrals outside of it because everyone's got family or friends or something, right? So... Um, I have seven bus bench ads, a billboard. I just got another billboard. I mail out postcards. I'm super active on my social media. Same. So I like, I'm, I don't have like a huge following, you know, 2,500 followers, but I'm pretty personal on my social media and uh, I'm not scared to reach out to people. And you would be surprised. I would say 50% of my business comes from my social media. Really? Yeah. Just from you being active or just reaching out to Did people? I had somebody posting? reach out to me yesterday about buying a property i'm closing a deal from somebody i got from instagram um today are you doing sponsored ads or just like, no no just, just normal personal free stuff stuff that's free to the, it's consumer. the best honestly yeah like okay how many real estate agents do you know that you know are covered in tattoos i have five kids i go above and beyond so i share those stories with my my followers and people and you know it is who i am it's true to me i mean i really don't sugarcoat anything so transparency at I'm, fullest, yeah. yeah i mean i'm i don't want to consider myself as a salesman i just want people to like trust me and uh like we are here now like you know i want them to be able to feel comfortable being with me and hanging out and having a conversation mm-hmm. and then knowing that you know they're gonna get the best deal you know yeah and honestly uh molly from oakwood escrow like referred you into us because she's like you got to bring them on the podcast because yeah. we try to bring people it's called value add that's yeah. why like so basically says you're a badass and wanted to hear your story but I, now i understand like we never met right yeah we don't yeah. have to meet but in 10 minutes we can realize what's going on so i think that's pretty cool i mean if you're five years selling 50 homes you're you're getting attention you're something you're doing is working you yeah what i'm saying is because five years some people are like man if i could just sell like five homes you know some people are still part-timers you know I just got off the phone with Molly like a half hour ago and she was like, how's work? I'm like, I'm so busy, but I couldn't be more thankful. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. you never know, like next year could, I might sell 20 homes. I don't know. I don't have that mentality to be, to settle with like low numbers. Uh, but I'm at this point today, I'm very grateful and, uh, and thankful for where I'm at. So, you know, to me, I, I, I take it with a grain of salt and put my head down and just keep working Do the work. super hard. Yeah, I like, you know, compare myself. You just kind of like to grind it out, though. I you love, love it. Yeah. yeah. And you were saying your wife is the same way. Yeah, my. I mean, yeah. she's a mom. I mean, you have to, though, to have yeah, five she's kids. she's a mom. I so always say that. I, I think that's a you're job. You're a mom, hard. you know. Like, yes. I don't care if you have one kid or And I'm not kids. a stay-at-home either. And we've talked about it after the second one. I'm like, gosh, it's really good. I think that's going to be a game changer with two. It's really hard. We have a nanny, but I'm like... I really, I'm not cut out to be a stay at home and God bless all those women who are, because it's a big job that 
probably most people, if you ask them, wouldn't want to take on. You yeah. know, it's like it's a lot of work, and it doesn't stop. You know, it's like you when you come home at night, she's still a mom. They're still wanting her for things, you know. And she, she it's not like she leaves and turns off the lights and says, "Hi guys, <laughs> dude, leave, leave me home for like the night with the kids." And I'm like, "You're bed- like, when are you coming yeah, home?" Yeah, bedtime's at six o'clock. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, awesome. That's what happens yeah. when dad's at home yeah. by yeah. himself. So. Yeah. No, change the clocks. Nope, we're going to bed. Let's go. I know. I don't know. I like it's it's balanced for me. So me and my wife are like polar opposites. Um, I don't want to say like I'm temperamental, but I kind of grew up like a little rough and rowdy type of dude. She's pretty laid back and super patient. I'm not. Um, And it works really well in our household, you know, so I'm like the disciplinary you know, so when I come home, the kids typically listen to me. She has rough nights when I'm not home because they tend to, you know, that's their antsy time. They know where they can push. Yeah. 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 And they don't push me too hard. So. I mean, with five kids, you definitely gotta, you gotta have some control because it could be chaos. I'm sure. Oh dude. Yeah. Oh. I mean, we've had, we've already dealt with stitches, concussions, <laughs> You well, you know, got four boys, right? Four boys, yeah. Yeah, so you got probably four rowdy boys, I would guess. Dude, my my yeah. uh, second youngest, he's been riding a bike since he was two with no training wheels. Like, he's that kid. <laughs> and you live yeah. on four acres, four which acres, is rad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and we just built that new house. And How big is the barn? How many square feet? It's a thousand square feet. So you just... So that's where you lived and then you built your house. Yeah, so we only lived there with five kids for, um, I think... Uh, like six months. Yeah, we had the you baby had and I finished. Yeah, we had four for a long time. Were you guys just like busting out the seams like by the time? No. No? No, we're just close-knit, you know yeah. what I mean? We didn't even have a true dinner table. We had an island that we ate at. And yeah. uh, it was just like, it. I don't know. We're just simple. We're simple. We're grateful for what we have. Yeah. And what we have now, the house that we just built, I'm like, I still wake up and I kind of like, I'm a little bit blown away from it. You know what I mean? But I worked really hard for it and my wife deserves it. That's really cool. You know, I know my kids are going to tear it up, but I do. You you kind of built it for them to tear it up, right? I did. Yeah. (laughs) And I, like we talked about this earlier. Um, I'm super hands-on. So I, I was super involved in that house. All the underground stuff I did, I did all the septic myself. I dug the house footings, we helped pour the slab, helped with the plumbing, did the plumbing, like the underground plumbing. I did the underground electrical, the underground water, you know, the flat work my cousin and I did. And like right now, I'm, what, how you see me now is I woke up this morning and I had enough time to start, you know, putting irrigation lines in before I went to work. So that's why I'm so dirty today. But And all my, this while you're going to have your biggest year. You did all this. I built the house this year too. Yeah. Yes, in so, six months. And so I started... I started in October last year and I ended in uh, April this year. I got final. And then this, this year is when I sold 50 homes. So everyone's like, there's everyone's like, you're going to build this house. You're going to go way down in production. I'm like, there's no way because I, everyone always tells me, they're like, how do you grow your business? I'm like, stay hungry, like stay busy. The big, I, I would say one of the biggest reasons why I've grown so fast because I've literally never stopped. Like, it keeps you super motivated and it keeps you super in tune with work and, you know, priorities on track. And as long as you have a super good balanced life, work is like the key for a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, um, I, I think in our industry, like people have a big month and then they're like, take off. No, I mean, look, maybe if you'd have five kids, you might be like, 
don't have five kids. You might think a little bit differently. You might be like, cool, I don't, I can go on a vacation. We can be chill, but you have five kids. It's you got a vacation. house. It's you got a vacation. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is like, if you go on vacation, it's, that's all expensive, but it's a big deal. Yeah. So, but you're just in the hustle mode. So you're like, you just got to keep it going. I think people do take their foot off the gas because you have a big month. I think people are bank. just comfortable. No, yeah. They just they get like, comfortable, oh, this is comfortable, but you're, you know, I mean, if you're hiring someone like you, you have five kids, you're like this guy's motivated to sell house. He needs to make money. He has bills to pay. He has five kids. It's pretty motivating <laughs> for somebody hiring you too. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. I would like to think so. You uh, know to me, I mean? oh, to me, it yeah. is. Yeah, I think somebody has a kid or not is more motivated than not having a kid. You know, I mean. Yeah, I agree. There's some freaking hustlers out there. I'll tell you right now. Like, uh, there's a buddy in my office named uh, Joel Blumenfeld, uh-huh. and uh, he kicks butt. He's got a like a high producing team in Berkshire Hathaway, but he's so freaking uplifting. We were talking about like environment, and he's like part part of the reason why I've never explored my options like outside of Berkshire don't get me wrong I love Berkshire so if anybody from Berkshire hears this I I love being there (laughs) but uh you know I could go make more money somewhere else like a lot more money um but you know I'll pay the price to work culture in a culture that keeps me driven I think that's priceless though it's it really is like we've been talking about that I think a lot of companies have a problem with culture it's I think it's a tough thing to figure out and so when you find it you kind of like you said you don't want to leave because it's not an easy thing to find so you could make maybe more money and be you know but like not be as happy and you spend most of your life at work so why shouldn't you at least enjoy being there that's exactly right yeah yeah I mean if you're I mean, if you're happy where you're at, I think you stay because even though there's more money somewhere else, that doesn't mean the grass is greener, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, what's going on with us now in our world is like there's all these big tech companies coming in. Compass is paying agents to come in and, you know, you got EXP that's offering market shares and it sounds all super great, right? Sounds good. And uh, I just like there's still something that holds me back from doing that stuff like Warren Buffett, he owns our company. Um, We have some of the biggest, you know, heavy hitters that work for our company, Maxine and Marty Gellens, Mm -hmm. Greg Newman, you know, Greg Noonan, you know, so all these freaking Bob Kelly is a competitor of mine out there. So all these people that do way more business than me, they've never left. And I can only imagine what they're paying Berkshire, but yeah. No, I think, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're in real estate and it's the same thing. We're in lending and, you know, crystal and commercial, it's more, you work for a bank, you're a broker for me, you know, I work for a lender, you have option to be lender or broker too. But I think you've, if you're, if you're happy somewhere and it's working, you, if you've been in this long enough, you're like leaving is not necessarily the answer. And if you're going to leave for a reason, you better be damn well sure about that decision and, you know, damn well make sure that that's really going to work because, it's like if you leave, you could really shoot yourself in the foot, you know, because you're yeah. changing your name, your image and everything. And I think a lot of people we were talking about this. Um, a lot of people, you know, are selling to Compass and all this, which is great. But I always tell people like, you know, not to be negative, but like things have been good for 10 years. But I always go back to the recession when I was in real estate. And not that we're going to go that bad, but I always remember when things were really, really bad. I'll never forget that. You're like scarred, but. In our industry, we got all got crushed, lending, everybody was upside down. But you look, and a lot of people that thrived out of that is because they might have had their own company or their own brand or this or that. And a lot of people have sold that 
to go over to these companies because these flashy things at them. And let's say that company doesn't really work. They gave up this whole thing. So I think people have to be careful just jumping ship for the money too. Like if you're happy, like Berkshire Hathaway is not going to go anywhere because Warren Buffett owns you. Warren Buffett has 130, let's just call it round up, $130 billion in the bank sitting around waiting to spend it on something. Yeah, no. You're not going anywhere. So, But there's these other companies that are tech startups that are raising all this money based on a formula that better work. And if They're it doesn't running work, on it negatives. Goes, you know? boom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying is, and so Warren, you have Warren Buffett. You're a solid foundation. He bought it. He, I mean, whether he makes money or not, it doesn't matter. He just wanted yeah. that name. He wanted the brand. It's, it's, it hits his reputation too. I mean, we're like his lead company, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't think he's going to let his reputation go to shit for competitors. He doesn't, he doesn't, for, for him and his company, his family or whatever runs it, it's never, that's not about money anymore. No. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, so that's, so I think, like you said, is um, you just decided to stay at like your foundation and whatever you're happy at, I think is super smart. Yeah. I mean, there's it's like, hard because you have five kids. You can, I can make more money. It's even harder. It is, it's dude. I live this year. I $200,000. It's is a lot of money to watch not go into your pocket. Right. Yeah. So you think about those numbers and it's just, it's almost sickening. But then I like take a step back and I'll even have conversations with my wife about it often. And I'm like, it's worth it, you know? Yeah. For the protection and for the environment and the culture and the reputation and the credibility, like I'll pay the price. I mean, not where we're at in East County, like uh, we don't have a huge presence. You know what I mean? Compass has uh, taken over quite a bit of agents. You <laughs> like there. in a lot of areas. Uh, yeah. Area. yeah. All of a sudden, I was just seeing compass signs yeah. everywhere, which is cool with me. I actually like like it because it pumps me up. I'm kind of like a natural competitor. Uh-huh. So when I see like a compass thing, I'm just like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Not in my head. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So, but no, I, I've got respect for every agent out there. I don't of care course. if you're a compass dude or, or a gal or whatever. Yeah. Right? I don't yeah. care. But I just teach their the own. Yeah. Yeah. I teach their own, but I, I like the competition and the, com- you know, the competitive nature of this business. And only time will tell too, just because like Kenny said, it's like, we're going to go through ups and downs and we'll see how yeah. everything shakes out, but it is scary with like a lot of these tech companies because they don't really have to make money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, they don't have even, to make it's money. Not even real estate, it's Uber, it's Lyft. Yeah. It's every, it's all these companies, you yeah. know? I mean, they're just it's like I said, the money's been flowing really good, you know. Yeah. No, but I know. when the spigot gets turned off and consumers go, I don't want to buy a seller buy a house or I don't mind to drive the Uber that much or whatever it is. Look at malls. I mean, Amazon's winning, but they're crushing malls. So malls are like malls are shutting look down. UTC, dude. UTC is smart. It's like invest a billion, make it nice, put twenty restaurants. I'll bring you in, and you're gonna walk by and go, oh, I should buy something. It's smart. I mean, the Fashion Valley is catching up. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the mentality. So they got to bring you in another way. They'll just make nice. Everybody's gonna adapt to it. I think about the market crash because I haven't been in it, mm-hmm. and. uh it makes me nervous, but in you a, would do well. you in a super weird way, it almost excites me. Yeah. You would do well because you're not scared of one word. It's yeah. called work. Yeah, I know. So when it goes down yeah. is when actually you kind of go into like a, it's like you're an animal, like this fear mode. Like, yeah, fight I, or flight. Like if you right? ever have fear, I don't want to fear now. Like think about your, imagine where 
you're seeing a lot of people failing and, and people, but you're going to fear. So you're like, I've been there. You've had three jobs. You, like you said, $20 in your bank account for two years. You put, Negative. Your, <laughs> yeah. you put yourself in that position, but that that's how you'd be. But you say so you do well in that. Yeah. You're like, I've already done that. You know? Yeah. No, I, yeah, I've been, I've had people tell me that I would do good, good in the crash, but I don't like to like, say that i gotta keep like a straight narrow mind right stay focused and humble is like a key to success you know so for me i'm like i try and stay as uplift uplifted as i possibly can and through people around me and stuff like that you know what i mean so and honestly that's the mindset you have to have anyways if we do you know when we do go through another recession it's not really if it's like when and how intense is it going to be but it's like you do like have to get really good at just putting your head down and working. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like, and if you're, and if you're, if you're live simple and you're frugal and I'm sure you, you know, yeah. you have money. That's the thing is because when it goes down, if you have money and instead of reacting like, Oh my gosh, and you can like thrive through it yeah. and say, I'm going to put, I'm going to do more marketing and more of this people. Are, what are you doing? I'm like, cause the competition's less. Yeah. So this is the time to get my name out there more and more. Cause everybody else is going to back off that when I can, you know, that's what a lot of people, a lot of agents did that. They actually were like, let's go more. Let's, you know, look at, I think of, um, Matt Battiata, like him or not, doesn't matter. Everybody knew Matt Battiata. Who is that? He used to be off the side of the the five freeway as office. You'd see the Battiata. No, but so Battiata. He's had commercials and everything on TV. He had commercials. Yeah. And so when things were slow, he got into short sales and he basically like I knew his guy, the right hand guy used to run his thing. He's a TV made him rich. So before like social was booming, he was just on every time you're watching the news, you're like, there was the guy saying, um, guaranteed to sell your house in 30 days. Yeah. And you know, no. I'm, not, I'm not bragging. I'm just applying for a job. And if yeah. you don't like me, you can fire me. Yeah. And this thing made him up. And then what did he do? He took all that money when that doesn't, when that kind of wore off, he went and just said, cool, I'm going to blanket neighborhoods with postcards and I'm going to outspend everybody. Cause he knew the numbers. If I spend this, I make this spend this, make this. And he made all this money and he just, he markets. He wasn't scared to spend a hundred grand a month of marketing and make double that. Cause yeah. he knew it worked. I know. So when, when everybody else is like, oh, I don't want to do, he's like, cool, I'm going to go into short sales. And I'm going to basically crush it where everybody else is like figuring out how they're going to, you know, pay their mortgage or rent or, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's people like that, that go through that you, when we saw in the last cycle, you're like, wow, you learn. Some people yeah. actually blew up in a cycle. You're like, you never heard of them. All of a sudden they blew up. right? Because so, a lot of people get filtered out too. So. Yeah. I, I, that's yeah. what I think too. Yeah. It, I mean, I used to race motorcycles. It reminds me of like lining up at the gate. I look over to my left, <laughs> yeah. to my right, yeah. you know, and I, I get the freaking feeling in my stomach and then it's like, who's going to win. Right? right. So that's the feeling I kind of get in this industry. It's pretty similar, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm excited for it and I love it. What do you, um, cause it's good. Be cool to ask or, you know, um, a lot of people in real estate watch this or a new agent, um, that's a year, two years in, and they're listening to you going, man, five years, you sold 50 homes. Cause that's a huge deal, you know? Yeah. Um, what, what I'm sure you get talked to new agents. What, what are your, what is your advice for a new agent coming in that might want to start or is already in They're kind of struggling or just not getting it going? Oh man. So I would just, uh, focus on everybody that, you know, for me, that's what's worked best. So everybody's guy, I guess, got their own thing right so building your database is huge i already had one my family's kind of got a reputation in east county cool so i made phone calls so like 
I, I did what nobody wants to do. I made those phone calls right off the bat. I called people that I hadn't seen since high school, which would have been like almost 10 years ago. I'm like, hey, just letting you know I saw real estate. And they were like, why are you calling me? Right. But and it's embarrassing. I'm like, I've never like before I started real estate, I had no Instagram. I had no Facebook. I was I was like a construction dude. I dug a ditch and I never had time for my phone. And so when I get into real estate, I had to adapt to like this uh, Instagram and Facebook game and getting people to, you know, I guess know who I am a little bit more. So I made all those phone calls. I would I would, I set up slide aisle, you know, slide aisle. Yeah. Yeah, so I set up slide on my phone. I spent the money where people would get like automatic voicemails, and Monty it would slide it on. would piss people off. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I hate pissing people off, but I still did it, and it was just it was persistence, uh, commitment, um, and I mean, what's the biggest thing? Being a master of, of rejection and failure, right? So, like with all that stuff, I just accepted the fact that it was going to be a slow process. Um, that it was going to take a ton of drive and will and everything comes down to implementation. There's so many people that have been in this seat and have sold maybe 50 homes their first year. I don't know, but, uh, they're going to tell you the same thing. It's like all these old school people that nobody wants to like, you know, pay respect to, I guess though, in this industry, they did something right. And if you just listen to how they did it, that's what's and you can put your own twist or spin to it but that's what's going to work so if greg newman so as soon as i found out greg newman was mailing out whatever forty thousand postcards a month i'm like how many postcards can i mail out a month where it won't break my bank so i figured out that budget and i did it and then uh i did bus bench ads and then i did um i started realizing like when you work in a farm, it's not about like, Hey, I'm going to send out a just listed or a just sold. That does not work. It has to be like repetition. So since my area is Alpine where I live, there's 5,000 homes, right? So I bought, I bought uh, six bus bench ads there. I put a billboard up in a vacant lot. I started mailing out monthly. I started calling. I started hitting all the hashtags on Instagram, show my face a little bit more. I coach soccer and just like, building a presence Mm -hmm. is like key to any new agent. It's like, where are you? Does anybody know what you do? Does anybody know that you're a real estate agent? Like who are you? Right. And also too, just like being there to remind people, Hey, I'm here is like really with those postcards and the benches and the billboards. It's like people know you, but we all go on on our busy lives and we're not always thinking about that person, you know, our real estate agent that we know it's like sometimes you forget and if yeah. you're not top of mind then somebody could forget and refer to somebody else or go to somebody else the top people are top because they're top of mind all the time that's yeah. what i was just gonna say and i freaking hate losing to other people because <laughs> when i'm not top of because i'm not top of mind it's right. like you have the right mindset that's why you're that's you but have, it's be, yeah. so part of that reason is though because i have experienced those times where i've lost buyers and sellers because they didn't think of me when the time came to sell. And it, honestly, I, we've had that too happen before where it's like, oh, sorry, I forgot. Like, yeah. oh, next mad, time and, you're like, and it's what? funny, if you want to get mad at them and you're like, you can't get mad at them because basically it's like y- you didn't, they didn't even, did it, you weren't there. The other person yeah, like, was there. I need They're to... consistently in their face. Yeah. If somebody beat, 
you and you and they're like a friend because they were just consistently in their face and they just you weren't not top of mind, right? It's like that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> top of mind is is basically the biggest in their face. I so for me, like my branding's a little bit different. So a lot of agents are known by their name. I have a white patch on my head. I've it's I a, saw that it's a birthmark. So I don't do it naturally, but it causes like a vanilla ice thing, basically. But yeah, you're not but ice, it yeah. causes like uh. You remember you conversation and people like most of the time people like, what is this loser doing to his hair? Why is he? Yeah. Why is he freaking? uh, Why is he uh, bleaching his hair? Yeah. And for like the last 20 years to look cool. It's like, no. And then all it does is spark up conversation. Right. So everyone's like, hey, do you bleach your hair? No, I don't. But I at least somebody was talking to me and asked a question and you know what I mean? So. I yeah. don't care if people think I'm cool, stupid. Do you, you know, it's, do you ever heard of Grant Cardone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Grant Cardone has kind of like your attitude where he's like, when people go you know, with Grant, Grant kind of started realizing to blow up his brand. He was like, basically his mentality is, is that um, I'm going to be in your face and you're going to get sick of me, but I'd rather you know me and not do business with me than not know me. And not, you know, so he's like, if you know me, if you know me, Chase, right? Give him the chance to make that decision. Basically, you know me, you're not going to do business because maybe you don't like me, but you know Grant Cardone or you know Chase and I sell real estate, but you know me. Yeah. I'd rather you know me than, you know, that's it. So that's, so it's funny. We never did marketing ever. We didn't do anything. Like everything you're talking about, we didn't do anything. Yeah. We're like referrals. So we were like, we, we, so we had, you know, residential commercial we had a property manager company of a thousand units so we sold that so we were like you we're just we love to work work yeah. work work and then we have a real estate portfolio too apartment building stuff so we work and do all this so anyways we basically um we're like how are we going to do this brand building thing so we decided to just say okay i went and saw gary v met with him and i'm like okay i'm gonna do a podcast and we wanted to do more of this approach so we just went into doing nothing like do nothing to here, let's do a podcast and just go all out there. That's my mindset. I'm like, let's just get everybody to know who we are and what the hell we do. You don't have to work with me, but I, I, when you think of Kenny and Chris, you're like, oh, they do residential commercial loans. Yeah. That's all I need you to do because I'm going to be top of mind. That's just like our philosophy. Yeah. So we did it this approach, you know? It, yeah, and it's kind of – it's like, I don't know, kind of like high school gaining popularity. In your area. <laughs> it totally it is. Funny? It yeah. totally is. Yeah, and I wasn't yeah. about that stuff in school. You know what I mean? And now it's like – I get it's on a, like a work level. So, uh, you know, my wife even goes places and people recognize her because I put my wife and kids on my postcards. Yeah. You know, to get Smart. that family vibe out there. Smart. I want people to know that I'm a family man. You know what I mean? So I've I've put pictures on my postcards that are of my family, me in the pool, me people on my get tractor. To know you, yeah, I want people to know Smart. who I am. Like I've done, I've literally taken an Instagram post and made a postcard that looked like the page, like an Instagram handle. Oh, that's cool. And I mailed it out. So somebody saw it on my Instagram, and then they saw it in the mail. Yeah. So, like, uh, I think creativity you're, is huge, I can, too. You're, you're, I think you're winning because of that, too. Like, to put yourself on a tractor in the pool, that's funny, but who's yeah. doing that? But you're, like, out there where you are, it works, too. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're in Mission Valley, people are like, what? Especially, though, so too, because, I mean, I have to tell you, any realtor postcards that we get, I feel like are the most generic things. It's, like, adjust 
us listed or like no let me list yeah. your property or it's like always the hard sell and people yeah. just just get used to seeing that and like or here's the sales that happened this last month in Alpine or you know whatever yeah. that's what you end up getting and it's just like the same old thing over and over again. I'm sure people look at my postcard and like, this guy is so lame and probably throws away. I don't care, but like you said. Like, I don't think they do. But I, I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm no, sure there's somebody no, out there that does. Of course there is. But dude, there's somebody. I get they but... know who you are. Yeah. I get. I they get, know you sell real Every stuff. time, dude, I clean the vandalism off my bus benches. Two days later, they're back on. So it's like, dude, I can't. I can't get rid of the people that want to hate on but me. But it sort of means you're doing shit. something right. It, it does, yeah. yeah. So, like, I just don't give a shit. It kind of makes it's it's comical to me, just because it's like you can't let that stuff like slow you down, right? I want the actually it makes you want to do it more. Yeah, and I do. I just bought a, another billboard and another bus bench at it. I just think it's <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I just I don't know. Where do you think? So, you got your billboards, your postcards. You're doing your social thing, um, and then your bus benches. Do you think? Are you think like the billboards and things that you think it's bringing a lot of business or you think when you just round it all out, it's just bringing you a lot of attention that like overall it's attention. Okay. Yeah. It's awareness. It's brand awareness. It's, uh, who I am. And, uh, you know, I've never had someone call me and like, Hey, I'm looking at your bus bench. I want to sell my house or I'm looking at your postcard or I'm looking at your billboard. It's like, where have I seen you? You know, have, how, why do you look so familiar you know, and then the conversation starts and then it's like, oh, OK, or Instagram now. Right. A lot of my Instagram followers are in my area and now they see my my stuff on social media. They see when they get off the free. There's only one exit in Alpine to get off the freeway. Mm-hmm. Well, the main exit. And I'm right there. And right when you get off, I have a billboard. I have one, two, three, four, four bus bench ads right when you get off. So everybody passes me every day. Right. So all the little kids my kids go to school with, they think I'm famous. So even if they don't know they're seeing you, they're kind of like their mind. Yeah, yeah, subliminally they're seeing me. And it, yeah, I mean, maybe I don't sell all 50 homes in Alpine. I might sell 10 or 11, but like it's just like people tell people and. Oh, yeah, for sure. But also it happens over time. And I feel like social media is so cool though now. The one thing I, I mean, there's a lot of things I like about social media. There's a couple things. Maybe not so much, but one of the coolest things is that now you can be yourself. Like back when I remember you'd keep your Facebook private because you didn't want your like employer to see it or your clients to see it. Now that's all out the window. It's like everybody is just who they are and it's so much better because I think all this time like – I mean, for example, like if you're – you never think your parents might do something that like, you know – if you're like drinking or doing something so you get wasted when I it's like okay well everybody does that even that guy that looks really uptight over there yeah. like you know he gets hammered with his friends once in a while <laughs> you yeah. know and it's just like it's cool that now you can just be yourself and people honestly feel more comfortable knowing who you are like yeah. now like for example even though you have tattoos it's like that used to be a big no-no. Like you would go to work and hide them, you know, and it's like now you can be just who you are and some people aren't going to like it. And it's like, great, maybe we don't need to work together. Yeah. yeah. But people who like me and respect me for who I am, those yeah. are the people you should be working with anyway. Yeah. yeah. I went to a listing appointment. Well, I, I sold the house a couple months ago, but I had gone to a listing appointment like five months ago and it was in this 91-year-old lady's house and she was like, I hate your tattoos. 
right off the bat. Yeah. I can't stand him. Don't and you then, love the honesty? Yeah. I laughed. I'm like, well, because I know that generation. I'm like, they're actually mostly biblical. And then she like stood up and came over to me and started looking at all my tattoos. And she changed her entire perspective of me. And then by the time the deal was over, she was – you know, overly thankful and grateful and probably had a different appreciation. She's like, I still tattoos. don't like your your tattoos, but I love you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's too funny. I know. What's your, um, uh, what's your typical day? Like, I just like to hear, because obviously you're doing a lot of work and you have kids and everything. Like, what is a typical day in the life of you just, you know, um, these days? It changes, obviously. It, var- it varies like you guys, right? So, um Recently, you early riser, super early. Or? Yeah, I get up. I mean, we're up at like five thirty, six o'clock okay. every day, right? But our kids are pretty much up too. Okay. So I try and stay the morning uh, with my wife till like seven thirty. Eat breakfast with the kids, um, hang out with my wife, have a cup of coffee and stuff like that. I mean, with how busy I am, even when I'm at home, there's there's got to be a time where I like take it you know, a step back and be with my family. And at that early, most people aren't moving. Mm -hmm. And that's the time that I can spend with my, my wife. But then from there, um, you know, recently with, with dealing with 14 transactions and I'm handling a lot of it myself, I go to my office, I'm spending, you know, a few hours doing paperwork. And since I'm super hands-on, I'll end up like yesterday at the end of the day, I went to a client's house and, uh, built a pool gate um, before we closed that. So I had to wait for the termite tent to come down. So I went and fixed a, um, a gate and, or built a gate Crazy. for her. And, uh, and then, uh, gosh, what did I do after that? My day is so packed. I mean, besides that, we're, we're talking about inspections and photos and my call log. Like if I look back on my call log, I make like 120 phone calls within like 12 hours. And then I have, you know, hundreds of emails and hundreds of texts. So throughout the day, like my screen time on my phone, I check it. I have like a thing that tells me how long I'm on my phone. My average is like six hours a day. So sounds about right for him too. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks, but it's business. But, uh, you know, it's pretty chaotic. I, and I always try and squeeze in, uh, going to the gym. So that's like a way for me to get it out. That's your you time. Kinda. Yeah, but like recently I've had clients call me stressed out while I'm at the gym and I right when I rack the weight, right when I get in there and rack the weight, I I get off the phone and I leave the gym. I do that. I hate that. Yeah. But that's like that shows you like where my priorities are. Like my business right now is so important and needs to grow. That's what they like to hear. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm watering. Like I'm literally at the gym. I'm leaving now for you. I didn't even. I just started the workout. That's I don't even I tell them. I just yeah, yeah, like swallow not. golf balls and, yeah. and just walk out. Right. Yeah. But you know, at that time, I'm, uh, um, you know, by the end of the day, it's. I typically don't get home till like six thirty, seven o'clock at night, and sit down and eat dinner with my family. Spend a half hour before the kids go to bed, and that's it. What's your? Uh, what is your favorite thing about being in the real estate business? Um, doing it different, mm-hmm. being different, not being the same, I guess. Like I, I, I truly know that I'm a, a different and unique breed for, uh, my job. Um, if you, I mean, I can tell you right now, if you ask any of my clients, they're going to tell you that they did not expect me to do what I did for them. You know, most of them, um, because of how hands-on I've been in freaking septic tanks you know, with 
with standing in shit, fixing pipes and yeah. inside the septic tanks. I've pulled out sump pumps that were broken that pump uh, sewage up to the street. I, you know what I mean? I've, I've done all that kind of stuff. So if like that is what I like is to be different and you have to get your hands dirty too. Dude, I love it. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, and honestly, like, I I wouldn't even mind going back in the ditch. That's I love hard work. So I I was in like the best shape I ever was in when I worked for my dad because I was a, I was a laborer. We laid pipes, so my job was to dig holes and lay the pipe. So you know, I was just I love that grind. I think that's like translated in into real estate. You know how much I like to work and and you know, roll up my sleeves. And when other a- agents are kind of bitching and moaning, like I heard it today and I just wanted to like scream on my phone and be like, stop. Just, I want to shake you. You're dealing with one transaction. I've got 14 of these right now and you just need to pull it together. I just need one deal to close from you. Like just stop. Yeah. yeah. Put your freaking big girl pants on and get this damn thing closed and do what you got to do. What the hell is the problem? Yeah. You know and what I, I think mean? you hear like, I think the general consensus, cause honestly in commercial, there's a little bit of a stigma with, residential agents especially but like we kind of see them as like whiners too like bitchers and whiners yeah and like it's more of an emotional transaction like yeah it's just so emotional it's like whoa this is intense yeah (laughs) just do the job i mean look most most lenders and i say this yeah and most lenders i say this all the time most lenders think agents are a pain in the ass it's not that the people they don't like them but when the transaction gets like this it's like it's like, just get the damn thing done. It's, Everybody it's just, wants to point a finger, dude. Nobody takes responsibility for 100%. anything. Yeah. I, like, that's the one thing that I teach my kids. I'm like, you guys don't lie to me. Like, I don't care if, like, take the blame. But somebody stand up and, and you know, yeah, stand up for, yeah. for what I'm asking Tell dad, right now. like, what's up? Tell, tell me tell what's me, up. Because you know I find I mean? out later I'll be more pissed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? So that's like in real estate, They everybody wants to hide. Well, and that's what yeah. Kenny and I said, too, just because I noticed, like, you know, Kenny's over the years been, like, a lot of loan officers work with realtors. But then, again, a lot of the realtors are so finicky. Like, you have one deal that goes wrong and they never work with you again. And they just go on to the next person. And it's kind of like, hey, whatever happened to, like, being a team and, like, working through shit? What, what, like, 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 whatever you 14 happened to that, deals. You know, what deal's perfect? Yeah, yeah. nothing. Things are going to happen. You just deal with Nothing's right? going to yeah. go perfect. And that's part of, like, building a relationship, too. And so that's kind of been... Like, the other stigma is, like, oh, God, like, realtors are a pain in the ass to work with. And, they like, the loyalty is just not there at all. Yeah. You know? So, it's, like, it's cool that you're doing something really different. And, like, your clients can count on you to make things right, even if you have to dig a ditch for them just to close escrow or, like, <laughs> rip out a deck or, like, yeah. get in a septic <laughs> septic system. Septic and shit, yeah. Pump this shit year, out or something. Yeah. This year? So, I'll tell you about a, a crazy escrow this year. Um I I was dealing with this house with like a ton of unpermitted structures on it, and I have two tractors that sit at my house, and so I was I was dealing with this job. My client lived in uh, Las Vegas, and we had massive appraisal issues because of um, the no permit situation. There was a house, two granny flats that weren't permitted, a shop, and all kinds of other shit. So, uh, like when it came down to like closing time, the buyers were basically like, "We can't get a loan on. We got to back out." I ended up one night going down to the house, gutting an entire house, um, patching the wall. I patched a wall covering a bathroom, and I ended up hauling off the next day um, two end dump trucks. So I would say like 
60 yards of trash and 8,000 pounds of metal off the property. I had to drive my tractor down from my house five miles down into the city and do all this work to get an escrow. Who does this? Nobody does this. I know, dude. And sometimes I kind of kick myself in the butt for doing it because sometimes I feel like I'm how are you not vlogging that man? Too nice, but you need to vlog I, that stuff. Yeah, but I like freaking thoroughly love it. I do. I love to work, and that that's like where it takes. You know, me. you know what you should. I don't know your. I don't know. I was gonna ask you what your kind of goal is with real estate, but um, we we own like apartment buildings and stuff. Yeah, that's like our passion. So we work to do that, obviously for passive cash flow. But you would be, um. You'd be smart because you're so hands-on to like start buying real estate property because you could just deal with problems. You I know. know. Most people that own rental properties, it's just like real estate transaction is they, they don't ever get past too far because if there's problems, it's like, yeah, and they're just over it. When it's like we have problems, we're like, just deal with it. Yeah. Just, I mean, we're not hands-on like you are, but we're just – we're hands-on in a sense like we're just going to get it done and do just it. Just handle right. the situation. Yeah, you'd be really like good at a property key. because you just can just deal – you can do, fix so much stuff. I, I thought about <laughs> buying a duplex actually. Uh, I went and looked at it this last weekend and I'm like, do I want to do it like right? Like we just talked about holding on to the cash in case things go and I'm kind of like a little reserved to do it, but I don't know. Yeah. Definitely in the invest camp. Yeah, you are. No, yeah, well, like, that's another money doesn't do you anything. Yeah, that's thing. a whole story. I know yeah. you're a hundred percent right. Yeah, that's how I mean, we've freaking, been doing it. Pretty then much. you got taxes. I, I don't even care. Like I pay taxes throughout the year, and it's like at the end of the year when you have a year like this and you keep growing, it's like last year I you paid X amount of dollars, and then you're expecting to pay the same thing. So that's what you set aside, and then it's double. Right, but so, that's also another reason to invest in real estate is to reduce your taxes. I side. talked to my tax lady. She said there's no write-off if you own a duplex. No, well, that's a side conversation. We'll have to tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm not that smart with my money, but no, we, yeah. it's just it's honestly, um, you're talking about a duplex. You know, it's just getting bigger. It's, I know. It's grow- like you've grown your real estate career. You start small and you start growing your real estate portfolio. So you asked me like what I want to do. That's where I want to be. I want to own multiple units. Yeah. Like I know for like yeah. in my head, like I want a lot of units, yeah. but I want to do it like the old school way where I could either, you know, I could buy something with opportunity to add on and build more or own it outright. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm kind of like debt is slavery to me. And also you're like the perfect person for that. Just because you yeah. know the construction side of it too, so even if you have to hire other people to do it, it's like you know the ins and outs of it. And yeah, you know, remember that's like, that's yeah. not slavery. Debt's slavery when you have to work to pay for it. Yeah, no, I but know. When you're, but, but when your apartment building pays for it and everything, and then it pays you. Yeah, it's when, not, it, that's when what it's I'm generating saying. a positive flow. We hate debt. Flow. I don't like to work for. We don't like to work for like our day job. To have to pay for stuff in life because right. you got to, you know, so right. we're more like when you buy apartment buildings at a decent size, they're paying everything and then they're paying you. You're like, you don't mind that because you're like, oh, this works. But when you're, you know, when you're, you know, if you have smaller units, sometimes it doesn't cash enough. So you're like, oh, it's tougher. But like I said, as you grow it, yeah. your mentality changes. Yeah. That's why it like comes Grant down Kurt, to fear though, I guess too. No, I mean. My first step, right? Yeah. My granny yeah. flat now is generating me a couple thousand bucks a month. Yeah. 
that's where I used to live. So I that's mean, awesome. that was a risk, but then I got to always remind myself fear is the liar. Right. Yep. So then you yeah. buy, like if you buy a duplex or a fourplex or whatever you buy, and then you're like kind of in the game at that point, you're like, okay, I get how this is. So then yeah. I could own, honestly, I think I'd rather own 30 units than own four units just because like one person vacates in a four unit, you have 25% vacancy. If one person leaves in my 30 unit building, I have like, you know, minimal feel. vacancy. Like I have, plenty of cash flow to pay for the rest of everything else yeah. you know so it's- so that's kind of like where we're at that like that's the level we're at because we used to you know but it takes hard like you you could get there because you work hard but that's why you take you to get there but it's just like in your real estate career if i'd have told you five years ago hey you need to send out five thousand postcards i don't have money for that i'm like well you got to do it you're like now you're thinking how do i send out ten thousand how do yeah. i get to 15 20 right but that's just how it is with this it's just starting and getting comfortable and realizing like you know, where do you take chances? We're not, but you just have to be smart about it. You yeah. Know? No. But you're a guy that could do that because you're hands on. Like yeah. you could, you could save a lot of money just by like, you have five kids and a family. So you got more time, but you know, <laughs> but that's uh, just what it is. Yeah, I do. I make so much time for that stuff though. But what you're so. doing for your clients is like crazy. You know? Yeah. Do your kids get involved ever? Like, do you take them on jobs and stuff oh, like that? Oh my gosh. Uh, my boys are literally like, the hardest workers you'll ever meet. That's awesome. They love, love to that. work. I was out there this morning, uh, gluing pipe together. My three-year-olds handed me tools, grab, throwing my shovel in the ditch That's for so me. That's so awesome. Like that, we're like a kind of a work family. And That's my, awesome. my boys, I take them to work with me often. I take them to, I don't take them to like listing or marketing appointments. Right. I take them to showings and you know, when I have to work at a client's, I'll take them with me there. And you know, people know that that's, I think people love it. Like I've literally showed up to appointments and they're like, where's Harlow? I'm like, I'm working. They're like, well, we kind of were hoping you were going to bring her. (laughs) You know, know. people prefer it. They love it. I know they do. They love it. They love family. I mean, that's. Because if they love you, they, it's it's anything extended to you, right? Yeah. So, and I'm sure your clients love you. I mean, that's why, and that's why you get referrals. If you're like tearing down stuff and stuff, they're going to be like, I'm going to call everybody now because what realtor would have done this? Like I couldn't have closed a transaction. That's. That's the hard. So here's here's another hard part about the industry. Everyone's like, you should be calling your past clients and asking for work. To me, that's kind of hard to do. It's like even though I do so much for my clients, I want it to come naturally. Like I want them to like just do it without me asking them. Am I wrong by saying that? You know what I mean? I think too. Like for me, it's always been like I'm not a hardcore salesperson. I'm not going to rush you. Right. Hey, we're not, and and we're some not. of my competition it wins business that way. And then the people who end up working with us are like, I just didn't like being pressured like that. So that's like our vibe and what we do. So when I call somebody, I kind of just want to see how they're doing. Like, hey, how are you? Like, I'm not trying to call and get business from you. Like, yeah. I gen- genuinely want to know how you're doing. Yeah. I think if you have a good database, yeah. which I'm sure you do. Yeah. And you're doing um, weekly emails that are like not just a sales, but something like because you have good you have a good thought and process behind it. Like Monty, we all work together on it. But it's like we put videos on there and then maybe we, you know, rates or whatever. It's but, like more information, but you're just, educational But you're stuff. just in front of them. I do that. Yeah. Bi-weekly. But, but I know people that hammer their lists and say, hey, hey, it's hey, Joe. Yeah. What do you, you got a brother or sister? You got, come on, I need a loan. You're like, we honestly, kudos to people that do that. We cannot do that. Dude, I can't I can't that. even. Yeah. I can't but also it's like, it would not even probably do well for you if it's not who you are. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, like like it does good for them because people know that there's, there's sales people. Yes. Like for me, people would be like, Chase, what are you doing? 
Yeah. Like, uh, why are like, you, why are you being so weird right yeah, now? Why are you pushing me for this <laughs> yeah. right now? Right. So I, that's why I don't. You'd do rather it go now. rebuild their fence, which that agent that's like, I'll call these people. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to go build a fence. You're I'd like, rather call him like, Hey, do you need any help around the house or something? Like yeah, that. you're just yeah. more. You're more gen. I mean, your approach you can tell is more. Or even just to call people like, Hey, how's it going? Are you liking the new place? Like, yeah. you know, whatever. I did that it's this just too, yeah. yeah. I do love that. I mean, that's what I mean. That's what it comes down to. Like my our business, right? I love being with the people that I work with. They truly become like a family member to me. Yeah, you know, you and know. you know, as cool as um, we had my brother in law here, and he, you know, we're doing the social and all this stuff, and he stopped us in your mind. He goes, you know, you really should drop a postcard to your past clients, and we're like, hmm. we do that. Yeah, and he was like telling us, he's like. But he's like, when you drop it over, what was his scenario? Like, Monty, you remember what he was saying, like, to do? To send a postcard to our past clients, but do but do something different. But it's like, it's they're so used to email this and that. And they're like, oh, I got a postcard, and it's something you Like, need for us, to like, I shouldn't just send a postcard with a rate on it or something. You know, it's, like, so impersonal. I, hey, I how know. you doing, right? Exactly. And even when we sent our, like, holiday card out last year, we did. Um, I got so much response, like with our just like family holiday card. Like my clients got the same card that my family would have like got. You know, oh, I do friends. that every year. They, yeah, yeah, they freaked out. Oh, that's and they amazing. reach out to you. They're like, card. "Oh my god, how are you?" And like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, people will send yeah. me pictures. Got your card or something yes. like that. That's yeah, so bring them into your family. Yes. Like, right? Like that's what's key for you know. I he I was, was saying gonna... six by eleven card. That's what it was. So, Why? Because six by eleven is big and gets your attention. You can put a lot of stuff. And it's on a different there. size than all the other so, ones. So like, that's my jumbo cards. cards I mail out. Yeah, and every he, month. And then he was saying, like, you know, if you do it around the holidays when they're all going to be with family, and you put your kids on there, and you go, "How's it going?" And some articles, and it's the market. It sits there, and it's like, "Oh, what's this?" It's all oh, through geez, the holidays, they stare by, at you every day. Six by eleven, and they're like thinking yeah. about you. But that's when you send your past cards, clients. Like nothing to sales, just like. Hey, here's my family. Happy holidays. Hope you have a good one. Here's a couple cool articles and things I came up with. And here you go. And it'll probably sit there and it sits. It's that weird thing. They're like, oh, this is cool. And yeah. It might go on their fridge or somewhere around. Yeah. And somebody might pick it up. And yeah. But you're top of mind during the holidays when everybody's talking about, well, I'm going to sell my house or buy or do all this stuff. Yeah. Because no, everybody's talking I know. About I, that's, I love it. Kind of smart. I do that. I actually talk about it on my Instagram a, a lot. Like, you know, showing your clients love and making them feel like it's they're part of your family. Right. And really they kind of are like you work with people and these are some of the most personal transactions they're ever going to do. Like you're helping them in their home. It's the biggest transaction. I was just going to say, it's like the biggest thing most people will do in their life. Yeah. First home, like Uh, retirement home, investment. Where they're going to grow their family, where they're going to, you know, like It's an emotional thing. It really is. And you're a part of that process. That's what I always tell when I go to a listening appointment. I always tell the stars, I'm like, look, this is so emotional and it can be stressful. I want you guys to know like, I'm not here just to sell your house, but like, please rely on me if you need me. If you want to call yeah. me in the middle of the night because you're freaking wake up with stress, sweats and stress, <laughs> call me. And I literally have had clients call me at 11 o'clock at night and I'll pick up my phone. We do too. Yeah, we've, we've had, had that happen. Why yeah. not? Right? Oh, yeah. I just saw him yeah. call me whenever. Oh, you're busy. But that is the difference too. Like yeah. some people don't and they go like, and I respect everybody's opinion too. Cause some people are like, no, my time's my family time and I'm not going to, you know, that's really important to me. So I respect that too. The people who are like that, but I will tell you, we've had clients that call us and they need something or they're just like really stressed about something. We pick up the phone and they're like, wow, 
I didn't think you were going to pick up. <laughs> That's when your job is yeah. uh, not a job and it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Like there's a difference that's, of. That's of, what it is for us. Yeah. There, there's a difference of the uh, nine to fivers that, hey, I go to work. I do my job to make money. Don't call and me. Provide. Don't call me. Uh, it's after six o'clock. I'll return your phone call at nine in the next morning or whatever. But that's crazy. it's a lifestyle for me. So like these people that I'm dealing with on an everyday, like it's like my family. You need to, I'll pick up. I'm responsive. If you need me, I'm here. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I was just, we were just in Paris three weeks ago and I had a crazy purchase transaction, just kind of a, the property and everything. And so we were trying to get it closing. Um, and, uh, it's nine hours difference. So I was up at two thirty in the morning for two nights in a row and dealing with it. And so I came back late. He's like, I cannot believe you're up that late. And I said, this is real estate. Like if you're going to get involved in this industry and you want to travel and do things in the world, we travel. It's like, okay, we might have to get up at, you know, this time or this time because the time difference, like we're just like, whatever. We're like on a moped in Vietnam, just pull over. Hey, am I bothering you? No. If you were, I just wouldn't pick up. What's up? Okay. You're on vacation. So I know it's, out, it's just go. Who cares? It's lifestyle. Yeah. I went to Guatemala this year and same thing. I was like out in the freaking rainforest and, Anytime, like, I'd get a uh, phone connection, I'd see my, I'd call all my clients back just in, like, that short yeah. amount of time. And they know you're there and it's respectful and you're a little bit quicker, but it's like, we just, that's what we do. We're just like, it is. I also it is. don't like to, for me, I don't like that feeling that work is stacking up on me. Like, I'd rather take it as it comes and then it's dealt with and it's done than to come home and feel like I just want to crawl under a rock because God knows what blew up or who didn't, you know, whatever business I lost or something that didn't go right that I could have just handled right there in a few minutes Yeah, with a conversation. Yeah. It's like, why? That's unnecessary. Oh my gosh. I got sick three weeks ago and I, when I went back to work the next day, I'm like, I felt like I was gone for a month because yeah. I did shut off. I'm like, well, I can't sometimes even. that happens. Yeah. I, I had to. And the next day I was like, no way. How do I catch up from one day? Right. So no, it's tough. It's tough. tough. Um, Chase, what's the best way for people to find you? Probably Instagram would be the best chase dot Cromwell is probably the best way. I mean, you'll see who I am on there and my business information's on there. Cool. So thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thanks for having me. um, Yeah. It's been awesome. It was a fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely are the most unique like realtor that I've, that we've ever come across. I think it's yeah. like really yeah. cool. I don't know anybody's Thanks, driven a track. Yeah, I mean, just like, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even just that. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not even just the, like I, I said, like the Cruella DeVille, like yeah, yeah. stripe, you know, it's like the whole thing. I tell I the kids Elsa really... touched me. Okay. So. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. yeah. I think you should, um, I think like HGTV should give them a show with the for five sure. kids and that would yeah. be like magical. Molly's been trying to do that for a while. So. Seriously. Um, I agree. I was going to say that earlier is like, you definitely, yeah, I could see why she wanted yeah. you to come on, and um, I would totally agree that you have value to, I mean, people's lives around you and realtors and things like that. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, to clients and stuff, like, it's crazy what you do, so. Yeah, thanks, it's, guys. It's, being Appreciate in the industry, it. it's like, uh, I, I, I say thank you because we need more people like you. Yeah. And to, you know, go above and beyond because people do appreciate that. Thank you very cool. much. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. All right, thanks for coming. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.